Meekins for Parents podcast. We are Tom and Julie Meekins. I am a dad, a grandpa, and a brother in Christ. And I am a mom, Grammy, and sister in Christ. And together we entered the world of special needs 26 years ago with our youngest daughter, Amy. Our desire is to help you to be the champion for your kids that you want to be. And we hope that you'll find something here that will make your world a little brighter. Today's topic is hidden disabilities. We will discuss a wide range of disabilities or struggles that are not immediately apparent. We are speaking directly to you parents and caregivers and encourage you to feel free to share this information with those whom you want to uh, enlighten. Yes. Parents and caregivers, we want you to know that we hear you. We know that lonely place in which you can find yourself when extended family, friends, teachers, mm-hmm. medical professionals, mm-hmm. church and community leaders, and even therapists do not see or understand the daily struggles that those in your care deal with. Even sincerely caring folks can jump to conclusions either about your parenting or your care, Mm. or the reality of the hidden disability. We knew that we had to address this issue because we see the agony that ignorance and jumping to conclusions produces for the person with the disabilities and those who diligently care for them. So often there is a communication breakdown that often results in one judging or coming to a conclusion without having all the facts. The conclusions are without foundation. And it's exhausting for us parents and caregivers to constantly be battling the baseless opinions of those who don't know what they don't know and who choose not to validate our efforts or at least acknowledge that we might know what we are talking about. Everybody's got an opinion, don't they? And a lot of people aren't afraid to share them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The purpose of this podcast is not to vent those frustrations. Mm -hmm although sometimes we feel like we want to, right? But to instead validate parents and caregivers and inform, educate, and give another perspective to those who interact with families. Let's start with a list of potential hidden disabilities that we've accumulated from many interactions with parents and caregivers, which can cause things like learning struggles, behavior difficulties, diet restrictions, fatigue, impulsivity, OCD, and a lot of other concerns. Okay, so here's some potential hidden disabilities. Learning difficulties, Mm -hmm. mental health issues, chronic pain, sleep disorders, mobility impairments, speech impairments, language impairments, vision impairments, hearing impairments, asthma COPD and other lung conditions, renal failure, diabetes, sleep disorders, autism, ADHD, impulsive behavior, apraxia, dyslexia, dysgraphia, wandering away from caregivers while in public, and trauma. And trauma is huge. Those that have experienced trauma often look typical and are typical in many ways. But then the trauma triggers and the things that look quite different. Mm. Expectations are high for children and adults who have these hidden struggles. And judgment is high from those who do not understand. Uh, 
The National Child Traumatic Stress Network explains a little bit more about trauma. And this is what they say. What is child traumatic stress? How does it develop? And what are the symptoms? To answer these questions, we first have to understand what trauma is. From a psychological perspective, trauma occurs when a child experiences an intense event that threatens or causes harm to his or her emotional and physical well-being. Trauma can be the result of exposure to a natural disaster, such as a hurricane or flood, or to events such as war and terrorism. Witnessing or being the victim of violence, serious injury, or physical or sexual abuse can be traumatic. Accidents or medical procedures, and many people don't understand about medical Medical. procedures, Mm -hmm. yeah, causing trauma, but they all can result in trauma too. Mm -hmm. Traumatic reactions can include a variety of responses, including intense and ongoing emotional upset, depressive symptoms, anxiety, behavioral changes, difficulties with attention, academic difficulties, nightmares, physical symptoms such as difficulty sleeping and eating, and aches and pains, among others. Children who suffer from traumatic stress often have these types of symptoms when reminded in some way of the traumatic event. Although many of us may experience these reactions from time to time, when a child is experiencing child traumatic stress, they interfere with the child's daily life and ability to function and interact with others. We will put a link to the PDF document that Julie just read from, from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network in the show notes. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. Children who have experienced trauma need someone to love them enough to help them have boundaries around certain topics, certain toys, certain movies, Mm -hmm. certain foods, and a lot of other things that for them can quickly escalate into emotional struggles. Those who are looking on, but who are not intimately acquainted with the inward struggles of these precious children, can get the wrong idea of what the parent or caregiver is trying to do. For example, a particular TV show, electronic game, or food could be a trigger point for a child, and so the parent knows to limit the time engaging with these things or foods, or eliminate them altogether. When family members or other adults do not heed these limits, it could be detrimental to the child and cause stress for everyone that doesn't need to happen. And one thing that we need to do is give the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. You may not see or understand that a child has a hidden disability because they are hidden. Yeah. If you have short snippets of time with some children who have hidden disabilities, you may find it hard to believe they do. This is why it is good to give parents the benefit of the doubt and listen to ideas from caregivers to help the child adapt well to the environment in which they find themselves. Oftentimes, children who have had a, a day at school, they can hold it together the whole time they're in school, and then when they get home, they fall apart. Yeah. And if somebody else is witnessing that, that meltdown or that time where they're just exhausted, they can say, what is going on here? And they just totally don't understand. So give the benefit of the doubt. Now, just because children are gifted in some areas doesn't mean that they do not struggle in other areas. This this is personal for us. We found it very hard to get some teachers, some youth group leaders, and other adult leaders in our son's life 
to understand that the individual standing in front of them, our son, who was extremely gifted, articulate, and personable, had any kind of learning disability. Instead, some jumped to conclusions that when the child cannot excel in another area, namely reading and the actual act of pencil-to-paper writing, then they must be lazy or defiant. Kind of makes your skin angry. As a parent, <laughs> we don't like to we don't like to see that, no. that reaction from older people. We defend our children. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Mama and Papa Bears. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, another area: speak inspiration and not doom. Please. This is advice that we all need to adhere to. What is heartbreaking is when a person who is in the position of influence over a student patient, friend, child, grandchild, employee who is struggling with a hidden disability, when that person of influence could speak encouragement that could make a positive impact for a lifetime, but instead berates, reprimands, scolds, comes down on, criticizes, and takes them over the rails that person of influence does incredible damage to the soul. And it's long-lasting, too. Yeah, yeah. All of us have had teachers that have been, that we can remember that have been super encouraging. But we also have been, uh, we hold on to the memory of those who have spoken to us in a, in a disrespectful way, in a way that is not speaking truth. So... So many children who struggle grow up to prove the naysayers wrong big time. Children who have been told that they will never amount to anything, Mm. that they will never be able to hold down a job, that they will never be a good husband or wife or parent, that they will never make it in life by narrow-minded and incorrect influencers. And who gives them the right, honestly? But they are amazing employees, parents, friends, and lifelong learners. Yes. Another area to to uh, to talk about is surgery. Uh, children who have have to have surgery, and especially those who have multiple surgeries during their developmental years, often in significant uh, the, uh, the operations often result in significant hidden disabilities. Uh, just because they have survived the surgeries and have recovered from them doesn't mean there hasn't been repercussions. But they're hidden. That's right. They're hidden. hidden. You can't see them. Mm -hmm. The side effects may show up in various hiccups, such as learning, sensory, communication, and behavioral struggles. And often people don't look back to the surgery as the the jumping off point where that started. Yeah. And speech, oh boy, let's let's talk about communication and speech. Some children who speak well and often have vocabularies beyond their years may also have communication disorders and may not really understand the volley of your conversation with them. This causes all kinds of stress. One child we know is 75% verbal, but his mom shared this with us. My son often uses large words. People just assume... He doesn't need help. They assume that he understands everything that's said to him. They assume everything he says is what he means. Hmm. Seven out of ten times he has no clue what was asked of him. He's learned to simply say yes or no just to end the conversation. Mm. This causes frustration on all sides. This is mom's this is the mom saying his because he doesn't understand. The other person because he doesn't 
either do what they ask, does the opposite, or seems to ignore them, and mine as a parent because they won't listen to my explanation on how to communicate with him. She suggests that he needs these helps with communication. Visual cues. She's got four things here, and it starts and ends with visual cues. Visual cues. Repeating more than once. Having him repeat what he was told and asked to do. And visual cues or pointing again. Another thing that uh, we need to bring up is the topic around food. Oh my goodness, yes. It's such an important one. If a child has food sensitivities, food allergies, or celiac disease, they have a hidden concern that needs attention. These are hidden things that, unless you have it, are raising a child who has it or are familiar through someone else. You really don't know what you don't know. So many parents have had reactions from adults in their children's world that indicate they think the parents are too overprotective with food choices. Mm. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous territory, and there needs to be honest and open communication between the parties. Indeed. Parents and caregivers, please don't hesitate to let other adults know your child's needs. Be willing to, pr- to bring the snacks or foods your child can have mm-hmm. and strongly appear to the leaders in charge to heed your wishes in a loving and kind way, of course. Even though your blood is boiling sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adults caring for children, please comply with parents' and caregivers' requests without question. Oh, wouldn't that be a nice world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, here's another one that kind of gets me a little frustrated. Handicapped parking. When you see someone using a handicapped parking spot, and you cannot see an immediate obvious condition that you think warrants using that parking spot, give grace. Grace, yeah. While there will always be people who push the limits and operate without integrity, there are others who are legitimately in need of that space, even if it's not obvious. Yes, yes, show grace. Another topic uh, to consider, sensory processing disorder. This is something that is often misunderstood. Children and adults who have sensory processing disorder interpret or feel senses either in a heightened stimulating way or in a less stimulating way than in the range of a typical, also known as hyper or hypo. Mm -hmm. Signs of sensory processing hypersensitivities. This is over-responsiveness, okay? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, my brother was considered hyperactive. I don't even know if they use that term anymore. But hypersensitivity and Mm -hmm. over-responsiveness, these are some signs. Extreme response to or fear of certain high-pitched, loud, or metallic noises. Flushing toilets. And I'm telling you, moms and dads that, that... and caregivers that are dealing with this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Flushing toilets, clanking silverware, and lots of other... Even the anticipation yes. of these noises yes. can drive someone crazy. Uh, may notice or be distracted by background noises that others don't even seem to hear. Because they don't know how to put it in the this background. This is hypersensitivity. Yes. Fearful of surprise touches. Avoids hugs and cuddling, even with familiar adults. Seems fearful of crowds. Avoids standing in close proximity to others. Doesn't enjoy a game of tag because they don't want to be touched. 
overly fearful of swings and playground equipment. And sometimes we see that as as a child not being courageous, and we want to kick them into being courageous, not literally, but we want to keep pushing it and pushing it when, when sensory processing isn't understood, that there is a disorder here for this child. Extremely fearful of climbing or failing, excuse me, falling. Extremely fearful of climbing or falling, even when there is no real danger. Has poor balance and may fall often. Some more signs of sensory processing issues. Right, and this is uh, under-responsiveness, uh, hypo-sensitivities. Here's some examples of those. A constant need to touch people or textures, even when it's inappropriate to do so. Doesn't understand personal space when peers understand it. Could be clumsy and uncoordinated in their movements. Extremely high pain tolerance. Which is not good. We think that's a good thing, but it's not because then you don't get the signal that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Often harms other children and pets or pets when when playing. For example, doesn't understand his or her own strength. Mm -hmm. Um, Hyposensitive person may be very fidgety and unable to sit well or sit still. Enjoys uh, movement-based play like spinning and jumping. And this person, um, this child may seem to be a thrill seeker and can be dangerous at times. BrainBalanceCenters.com has this list that we just read to you and other good information regarding sensory processing disorder. We'll put the link in the show notes so that you can check it out. Very good. So knowing about sensory processing disorder is also, it's so, it's so helpful. Um, it was an eye-opener to us and allowed us to teach to our children strengths while helping them with coping skills. I think a boatload of kids are misunderstood and get judged and labeled as impulsive, out of control, immature, lazy, socially awkward, and sadly weird. When they're dealing with sensory processing disorder. And we have, you know, sometimes we don't have that compassion that we need to have for them. So let kids enter into activities and take breaks as they need to. We all have been in a situation where somebody has pushed us into participating in an activity that we would rather not, or to the level that we want to or not want to. So let's let kids participate at the level they're comfortable with. If we just made things available and had a welcoming attitude of support, all children would benefit, those who have the hidden disabilities and those who do not. One mom shares what is hidden are all the beautiful characteristics and traits that most will never take the time to get to know or see. Each of these children is so talented and special in their own right, and most often it is missed, underappreciated, and devalued. Our children have successes, milestones, and everyday wins too. It just may not be academic or in a sport, but they deserve to be celebrated just the same. Yes, they do. So, folks, let us all be slow to pass judgment, slow to jump to conclusions, slow to dismiss parents and caregivers who know them, these children, and quick to enter into a greater commitment to truly understand how we can love and serve each individual child 
an adult with hidden or more ob- or even the more obvious disabilities in a way that makes a positive difference in their world. Yes. And as always, if you need support in brainstorming ideas specifically for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at championsforparents at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We invite you to check out our website, champions4parents.com, and invite you to email us at championsforparents at gmail.com. Also, come find Champions for Parents on Facebook. Thank you for joining us today. Take Goodbye care. for Goodbye now. For now.